Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. And welcome to another episode of the Sales Chat Show podcast, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales success. My esteemed colleague, I'm laughing, Mr. Phil Jessen is is shadow boxing himself over there, uh, which I think is symbolising some of the heated debates we have on the Sales Chat Show. I think show. he's well, not taking his tablet today. You know, <laughs> he definitely, definitely needs. Uh, note to self, don't give Phil lunch. He's not taking his tablets. Uh, Mr. Phil Jessens, uh, Graham Jones, I'm Simon Hazeldean, vaguely trying to hold this thing together as we're getting a bit silly in the studio today, which we shouldn't be, because we have an esteemed special guest with us, Mr. Anthony Steers, a.k.a. the Telephone Assassin, who is a real specialist in the area of sales particularly helping people with anything to do with uh, working over the telephone, Anthony. Uh, just give us a little insight into, into who you are and what you do, sir, for our listeners. Um, so I deliver keynote talks and training all around telephone engagement, uh, covering everything from inbound to outbound, sales to customer service, complaints, even accounts departments and receptions. Um, I just help people get more value out of each conversation that they have on the phone. Fantastic. So if you uh, think telephone, think Anthony Steers. And does that apply system. even if you're not listening in the UK? Because we have listeners abroad. Do you speak internationally? Um, I do speak internationally, yes. I don't want to list off too many countries because okay. I don't want to show off. But yes, I have spoken outside of the UK on a few occasions. <laughs> Mr. Jones is poking fun because at one of the other interviews with Anthony, I was name-dropping the countries we'd spoken in together, just showing off. We could put a little map up if people wish. We, we have a little pins, map of all so. the countries, yes. <laughs> Incredibly glamorous lifestyle we lead, not really. Uh, this episode is... Uh, called Are You Up Serving Your Customer? So in a, in a, one of the previous episodes um, where we interviewed Anthony, he talked about this concept of account manager specifically was, was the context at the time of up-serving customers. So what what do you mean by up-serving and why should our listeners be interested in it? Okay, so up-serving typically is about getting to know your customers well enough to be able to spot opportunities before they do. Um, So not just looking at the project or the thing that you're looking to do with them straight away, but understanding the bigger picture, what else is in the pipeline, other opportunities that may come up that you can help them with before they notice and bring you in. And how is that different to say upselling or cross-selling as maybe some of our listeners would would understand? Um, Upselling typically what you're trying to do is get people to stretch that budget a bit more or buy complementary goods to go with the goods that they're looking to buy already. Um, This is merely nurturing a relationship with somebody to get a better understanding of how you can help and serve them. It's, it's It's a lot more longer term than the classic upsell. Do you want to go large with that? Yeah. Is it sure. is is it a word that just reduces anxiety about selling, or is it a concept with mileage in itself? Um, I depend. That's 
um, a subjective thing, really. It depends on the person. Quite often, it's a, a reframe for, for a lot of people when I just say to them, I'm not asking you to be salesy. I just want you to be proactive with your clients. You, you say you're only here to serve them, not to sell to them. Well, actually, you could serve them better, which in turn would probably help you sell more to them. Because this is, I guess this is an important reframe, isn't it? That, like, I mean, like, for example, you, you know, we were talking earlier and you talked about in, in the area of sort of professional services, lawyers, solicitors, etc., finance. Mm-hmm. Um, sales has is got a bit of a bad reputation and then people feel uncomfortable about doing it because of the incorrect stereotypical image of sales, largely driven by poor quality salespeople operating in a, in a poor way. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I suppose very interesting you talk about serving your customers better. Because mm-hmm. if you have if you have really great products and services that will genuinely bring benefit to your customers, you are serving them by introducing them to the to the pot to the possibility of using those. A- absolutely, yeah. Um, I think the example I briefly mentioned earlier um, that I wanted to elaborate on was yeah, was, a, was a law firm that I worked with um, a couple of years ago, and they asked me to do a session. But the thing that was made very clear to me at the beginning was I wasn't allowed to mention the word sales. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was a dirty word in their firm. So we talked about up serving. So the brief from the client was to increase sales without mentioning the word sales. Yes, pretty much, (laughs) yes. Um, And it was interesting, we had a mixture of people in the room, right through to receptionists, to the senior partners, but you also had litigators and people from all departments coming in. We ran multiple sessions with with groups of about 30, 40 people. And the example that I tried to give them was I asked them to tell me about one of their favourite clients. Uh, And there was a a particular chap that they told me about, um, and the first person started off by telling me about his his massive company, what their turnover was, which was multi-millions of pounds, Uh, then told me that he had a house that he lived in in Surrey that was very posh, another flat in London. He then started to mention other properties that he owned around the world. Um, and, the, and the cars he drove, he told me about his Bentley and a couple of others, and this obviously seemed to impress this chap. Uh, then I asked if anybody else knew this client as well, and it turned out that one of the PAs was f- um, friends on Facebook with the guy's wife, and apparently she'd got into yoga recently, she'd been following her on Twitter, and what she did tell me is that she saw that she had retweeted a picture that her daughter had posted um, of a picture of a scan where she was due to have twins. So I said, oh, okay, fantastic, she's got a daughter as well. Just went to write that up on the board, and somebody went, oh yes, and there's another daughter as well, there's a younger daughter who's just got engaged, and he's going to be moving out soon as well because the mum had sort of mentioned that she was worried about the last one leaving the nest. Uh, and it was kind of interesting because uh, I, I sort of had to extract a bit of the personal information out of them. But bear in mind, this is a multi-service uh, law firm, everything but criminal law. So I started to try and put a few pieces of the puzzle together. And um, they talked about, I think the youngest daughter was getting engaged and like I say, moving house. So I thought I'd uh, address the getting engaged element. And I said, can I ask, do do any of the family, i.e. the daughters, own any assets or property in in their name? Um, To which I was told, yes, they did. And they assured me it was for tax reasons and it was all perfectly legal. So I simply asked if the one that was having twins had a prenup with her partner, to which I was told they did. So I then asked that same prenup department, have you discussed a prenup with the younger daughter yet? To which they went, we had no idea she was getting married. 
which alarmed me slightly. So I said, oh, okay, no worries at all. <laughs> moving on, let, let's brush over that one. You've also mentioned that the younger daughter is moving house. Do we do conveyancing in this office? And another hand went up at the back of the room and I said, have you heard that this person's moving house and they need conveyances? And they shook their head and wrote something down quietly in the back of the room. I went, oh, okay, no worries at all. In which case, let's go back to the elder, eldest daughter. She's about to have twins. Can I ask, do we do will writing here? And again, another hand went up and I said, when people have children, is that usually a good point at which they will update their will? And she said, yes, as a, both a parent and a grandparent. I went, oh, okay, so there's two will opportunities here. Have you heard about either of those? To which they shook their head and their shoulders dropped. And I just said, you, this is what I mean by upserving. You all have lots of information that could help each different department, but none of you are thinking outside of your own department. So there is opportunity in every conversation that we have, but half the time we don't notice it because it's not for us. I think actually. one of the sorry to interrupt. I think one of the nice things about that story is the question-led nature of the process. Yeah. And as you were telling that story, I noted seven questions that you asked. So here is you in up-serving mode through questions. You're not resorting to endless sales patter that's boring the pants off the other person and I think for people that are listening to this to learn and understand that it's about questions that are well crafted and timely I think that will be a, a, a great result in itself. Yeah. And it's just asking questions about services that you potentially provide isn't it to the client to do it you know to, a, to but it, it, it's more than that it, it, it's not just asking the questions it's having good internal communication mm. uh, yeah. and that mm. you're acting as their facilitator there to do the internal communication I, I teach on a master's program for that's a master's in being a business consultant and so it's an MSc in consultancy and uh, what we do is after they've done a couple of terms they then sent out to be consultants with businesses so businesses you know sign up they know they're getting rookie consultants in and they know it's part of an education process but they're going in as though they were proper consultants so then they have to write a report about it and that's marked and so on and I mark these reports and every single time they come back and they are astounded that you know they've gone into businesses to help them with say growth opportunities which is a usual kind of request these businesses are, are saying you know we want to grow our business you come in as a consultant and they, they these are students and they go in some of them have only recently graduated others have been in business for years and are doing a masters and they they every single one of these reports comes back every year saying we were amazed that none of these people these people who are seemingly highly successful businesses haven't even thought of these things. Yeah. And, and so you're saying exactly the same, that they haven't thought because they've not even taken the time to ask themselves these questions. Well, that's a good... Yeah. I, I think you, you also mentioned earlier that, you know, you're, you're, when we're having a, a conversation before we record the episode, about having one core account manager for a customer yeah. who yeah. sits across the different lines of business, business units, departments, functions, depending on the size of your organisation. Tell us, tell us uh, well, some that's, of your experiences. That's what I was going to say off the back of what Graham was saying there, is that typically I personally believe that a lot of these telephone people need to act like account managers in the way that they might not have an account yet, so they might be a new account, but your job 
is to make it feel like you are sat on the customer side of the table saying what you want to buy you can get from our company but I can show you the best way to get it and the best way for you to get the value that you want and, and the, the outcome that you're after. So we've got lots of experts that are off in little offices over there. We've got technical guys who we don't wheel out unless we have to. We've got marketing people over there. We've got finance people who can do credit and all of that stuff over there. You tell me what you want and I will bring out the right person at the right time. And it allows you to allow your experts to come and technically dazzle people if you're in IT, for example, but also make sure that you maintain as part of that process. And quite often, if you can make it feel that you're sat on their side of the table, they'll tell you the things that they don't like or that they disagree with or they didn't understand from the other people within the company. But they won't tell the person who they didn't understand it from, if that makes sense. So sometimes it's quite nice to just be an account manager. Just care about your client. Don't try and get all, all knowledged up on the technical spec of what you do or the other more complicated elements. Let the people in those departments cover that when it's required. Mm. It's, um, well, it's very common. I mean, even in larger corporates, you'll see this a lot because, you know, there are silos or departments. You know, I have a client who sells into the medical sector and we, we calculated one time they might have a different salesperson from seven different business units potentially calling on, yeah. that, on the same customer <laughs> on the same day because they sell into different parts of, 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 of the film. But you could have one person who was just saying, well, you know, Mr. General Manager or Mrs. Mm -hmm. General Manager, uh, yeah. if you need any help with this, we can help you. If you need any help with this, we and it's very unsalesy, isn't it? It's just we it is you. the only way you could get away with that without having this Uber account manager is to make sure you've got a CRM system that everybody's using. Yes. And I often say that a lot of time on the phone, if you don't get the outcome you want, you tend to skip over your notes or go voicemail and you move on to the next one. What you end up doing is setting traps for your colleagues. And actually, if everybody was to bother making their notes and everybody bothered to read the client notes before they picked up the phone, you could you could still contact somebody multiple times on one day from multiple different departments and make it look like we are still talking to each other we're not all idiots and just smashing the phones today there's a, there's a concept of something called corporate memory and that corporate memory is the kind of collective memory that everybody in the business has without it being recorded anywhere so you know, you've got fantastic memories you remember all kinds of things in your life without ever having written it down uh, so your brain works really well so this collective memory you know, we're all in an organisation, we have a collective memory about an org about organisation, yeah, which isn't written down anywhere, but we have a collect when we move apart, that collective memory breaks up. So what's happening in businesses at the moment is because they're relying on CRM systems and all they write down is voicemail, yeah, they they then don't bother storing that in this collective memory. So what happens is they write it down and now they haven't actually got any memory of what happened. So there's no communication to pass on about what that could have achieved for them in terms of selling. Whereas if they talk to each other in the office, they're then all sharing it and storing it in their heads and that collective memory is stored. So actually CRM systems are working against businesses, not in favour of them. Because what they should be doing what they should be doing is sitting down over coffee and talking to each other yep. about what they've done today. So that you're person in conveyancing is sitting down talking to person in wills is sitting down talking to person in, and they sit down and they talk to each other and up comes opportunities to sell so because how, of this corporate memory. How about changing the way a CRM works and don't type your notes but record speak it, them. speak your notes yeah. and then you only have to listen to them back yeah. beforehand? I think which I, I, I would say I think CRM is personally 
you know, very important. But I think Graham's point is, let's not lose the art of communicating Quite. with each other. I mean, I have a very large, one of the world's largest companies, and they sell a very complicated industrial process that's patented. And they also, in another bit of their business, provide the sort of speciality chemicals that are required to make it work. And until reasonably recently, you would imagine those were two separate companies. Yeah. Now the twain shall meet. I mean, it is absolutely quite shocking. Yeah. Get them all in a room talking to each other. Then you start, you know, generating synergies across. And, you know, mm. you just can't beat that. You just can't beat that. Yeah. I, and I'd also be fascinated to know the guy, the client that you were talking about, the gentleman with all the houses and the Bentley, and which was obviously mm. Phil, mm. Um, <laughs> was, would be so pleased... <laughs> We'll be so pleased with the approach to say, um, oh, by the way, you know, the guy's going to go, oh, thank goodness, I already know you and trust you and work with you. Quite. That saved me a lot of time and effort. Precisely. Thanks. Thank you very much for letting me know. And they also say, I didn't know your company did wheels. That, I thought yes. you only did yes, conveyancing. Yes, yes. So we, we know what we sell. Yeah, exactly. let's, not, let's remember our clients often don't know all the is, things. Is, isn't it that NLP of... Um, uh, you listen, you distort, you listen, distort and delete. Basically, yeah. you listen to the things you're interested in. And this is what I notice when I've been doing more coaching recently is I have to see the point when the, when they're full, when they've got what they yep. came to the call for. Often people yeah. start and they go, I can't get past a gatekeeper. So I'll tell them that and I'll go, but then this is how you perfect your pitch. And they go, no, 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 I've got that covered. It's, honestly, it's fine. I get on with it. And then they start going, I'm getting lots of no's. And I go, okay, then now let's look at your pitch. And sometimes you just have to see that they've got what they've wanted. And again, yeah. with IT companies, yeah. they'll always say, we want more appointments. And I say, let's talk to your existing clients first, because I bet you there's things they're buying Precisely. that they could buy from you that they're buying yeah. from somebody else. Quite. And like you say, the the the, the always the answer is always oh, I didn't realise you did that. Yeah. And but in defence, the salesperson always goes, "But it's in our brochure, and I told them about it at the beginning." Yeah. And it's like, it's you know, on our website. <laughs> it's on our website. You may, you may very well have told them, and we're not blaming this. You may very well have told them, but you may not have told them at the right time that they can remember. They have just forgotten. They're busy people. You know, mm. just gotta keep going. Up serving, I think, is a great. It's a yeah. great way of and a lovely way to reframe it with people who are maybe you know, feel that the sector they're in is selling is, is, is not the right thing. So, gentlemen, any last closing comments? Certainly for me, before you go knocking on the door for new business, I'd go back to all your existing clients and have a conversation about uh, what you can do that they don't do. It's always going to be much, much easier way to start. That will be an action to the listeners, I think. Yeah, I, don't, I think, you know, you just have somebody in your business who understands that customer really, really well yeah. and can, knows everything that goes on with their in their business and can see the opportunities to, for a department to sell them something. Fantastic. Great ideas from Anthony um, here in this section and uh, no doubt we'll be inviting him in again. That's been really good. Will we? <laughs> He'll have, he, he, wants to, he wants to observe the sales chat yeah. show, yeah. doesn't Does he? he? I'll, I'll retake the psychometric test, see if I do better next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. It's been Simon Hazeldean, uh, Phil Jessen, Graham Jones, and our special guest, Anthony Steers, the telephone assassin. If people would like to get hold of you, sir, so that uh, 
you can help them to upserve their customers as well as the other suite of things you do. What's the best way to get a hold of you, sir? Um, I, obviously, you can just Google the telephone assassin, but the quickest way, surprisingly enough, is to pick up the telephone and give me a call. If you're outside the UK, it'll be plus four four at the beginning, but here is a number that you want to save in your phone. It is 07887 798033. And rest assured, I don't have a gatekeeper, and if I'm not on stage or on the phone, I'll certainly answer your call and I'll always call you back. Thank you very much sir, thank you for your time and everyone at the Sales Chat Show we would like to just wish you good luck and good selling and please make sure you visit the saleschatshow.com website sorry, where you'll find a host of other episodes including more from Anthony Steers, the Telephone Assassin. Just want to wish you good luck and good selling folks. You have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 